is up beautiful people welcome to another episode of new perceptions podcast with me your host ben brown needless to say there have been fuck all episodes recently i appreciate that thank you for your patience been figuring a few things out still i'm figuring a few things out and that's kind of why i wanted to jump on this podcast because it's healthy for me to um verbally process what I'm moving through and I get so many messages from people saying thank you for your podcasts um the journey notes style podcast where I'm like this is what I'm learning at the moment um because people can relate to it if you don't relate to it super chill take what's for you leave everything else it's very chill um and I I sit here after three days of what I would call like bumping off of rock bottom for me which is different for everybody but as I slow down and as I come to a place of stillness where I'm like okay I'm still here and I recognize that I am trying still trying to do something to alleviate this feeling of inadequacy, to alleviate feelings of hopelessness of being a human right now, to nurture a feeling, I want to nurture this feeling that I have something to offer and I, uh, I witness and I see and I hear that there is a part of me that is scared because I, because I don't know exactly how to offer it or what it looks like, and I am being invited to surrender and not look ten steps into the future about what to do, but just look at the next step and the next step. And that's a blessing that we are, that I feel like I am being gifted right now as I come out of two or three days of just feeling terrible and really really not wanting to be here anymore and even though even when I say that there's a part of me that knows that I will there's nowhere to go where am I going to go I choose every day to stay I choose life I choose make lots of choices but the one thing i'm choosing is i'm i'm staying like that's a given but there is still a part of me that feels like it's time to die a death and it is those parts of me that i identify with that i can see do not serve me as i present that identity in this new in this new world as as new as I'm being invited to create new things in new ways with new intentions, the old versions of me who have served their purpose are in a process of death. So it feels like part of me is dying. And I've been through this a few times before with different parts of me, but this part of me seems to be really quite stubborn. And so instead of trying to push it away and resist it 
I'm trying a new tactic. I'm like putting my arm around this part of me and saying, look, I fucking love you and I'm not pushing you away. I actually just need you on my team right now. We need to work together. But you're going to have to give me the steering wheel because you've been steering this ship all over the place and we know where we're going now. Well, we don't exactly know where we're going, but we know that you're, you don't know where you're going. Okay, so just hand over controls of the ship. Thank you for your service. Await further instructions, basically. I'm taking back command over the choices that I make and how I go about living my life. But that part of me isn't going down without a fight. <laughs> it's so strange. Anyway, I've been moving through a lot. And I wanted to speak about it because I feel like a lot of people are also moving through a lot based on the messages that I get and the conversations that I'm having with my friends. And just to offer you some kind of medicine in some kind of reassurance that you're not alone right now if you're feeling like despair and you're feeling like you can't actually handle how overwhelming it is to be a human right now. It's really intense especially for us fucking sensitive people if you are a sensitive person bless you for being here right now it's challenging to say the least and there are things that we have to do to protect ourselves so that we can actually stay sane and move through the world and offer our gift of sensitivity um in a way that is sustainable for us and doesn't just drain us or causes us to lose all hope. So this podcast is a prayer. It's an offering. I hope that the intentions of the vibrations of the words that come through me are true and land in a place that is easily digestible and received by you and is helpful and Feel free to share this podcast with someone who you think might enjoy to listen to it. I've got a cup of tea with me and it's fresh mint leaves. Oh, yeah, I'm a tea slurper. Don't you know it? Right. Now, I know that if you follow me on the Internet at all, which you probably do, it might seem from the outside like I've got my shit together because I am a master at letting people know or convincing myself and others that I'm okay. I, a lot of the time, have like convinced myself that I'm okay so that it's easier for me to convince other people that I'm okay so that they can just leave me alone and stop asking me or checking in on me and just they it's like this whole illusion that I've sort of created and it's only when I get to spend a bit of time on my own where the truth comes out often this is why solitude is so powerful who are you when no one else is around because that's actually who you are and the more time we get to know who we actually are the more time we get to know that part of us and we can authentically 
express from that part of us and and show up in the world in our relationships and in our communities etc authentically and that's what i suppose i'm trying to do in this um podcast is just be really real and just be honest and truthful and because there's so much distraction on the internet of shiny bling like billionaire boys club style success which is epic beautiful no judgment whatsoever jealousy in fact in some cases i'm envious because i know i can have that if i want it and i'm working with my own subconscious beliefs about how much i deserve good things and etc etc but i've noticed that um the most successful content on the internet is usually the content that is furthest from the truth of of reality and it's really easy for us to compare ourselves to everybody so i just want to sort of make a mark in the sand with this podcast and be like yeah you may see me driving a new land rover and an old one or whatever your dream car might be you may see me flying around and you may see me creating these beautiful little videos if i do say so myself go and check out my new channel <laughs> i made a new youtube channel and it's where i'm going to be putting my visual vibes and like nice content but i made a i made a um a film recently about transformation and it was almost it was a a ramdas quotes from a ramdas talk over the top of like a visual vibes and it was talking about transformation taking place on an individual level inside an individual heart in the privacy of our own hearts and that really like struck a chord with me when i when i listened to that for the first time i was like oh fuck yes that's that is where it's always happened for me any kind of deeply transformative experience that i've had has cracked me open to receive the love that is within me and all around me and that has been that's that's grace that's like forgiveness that's coming home as ramdas calls it and this film that i put together is like a little offering around that sentiment of inner transformation um sort of coming home to love and so that's up on the new youtube channel um but yeah what i'm saying is there's a lot of fake stuff on the internet that's not necessarily fake it's just if we start comparing ourselves to these incredibly successful people and thinking that we will be happy if we had their lives or if we were them or if something was different and yeah money money can't buy happiness but it certainly puts food on the table and that it alleviates stress so i'm all for making that money which brings me to my next advertisement go and check out benjam.uk and buy one of my t-shirts because <laughs> i'm trying to figure out the whole money situation right now as well like 
the way that I'm being invited to make money is different to how it once was. And that's a huge, seems like a huge karmic cycle that I'm invited into in this lifetime because it almost seems like one of my biggest demons to slay is my worthiness around earning money. And yeah, and we're not going to go too deep into that, but that's certainly a part of the transformational experiences that I've been having recently is like grieving the part of me that genuinely believes that I don't deserve to even be here, let alone deserve good things. And the part of me that believes that I only deserve good things when I've been a good boy. And that means that I need other people around me to confirm that I'm good for me to then receive good things. And on an energetic level, until I genuinely believe that I deserve something, whatever that the qualifications are that I need to meet, or the conditions that I need to meet in myself to say, okay, yeah, I deserve the good thing. Then the, then the good thing comes into me. And so it's a big paradigm shift for me to say, actually, I was born with the rights to the abundant universe that the, the universe has to offer. Abundance of love, money, resources, all of it is actually my birthright. And anything that gets in the way of that, any self-limiting belief that I have around how much money I deserve or what I need to go about doing in order to get it, all of that is conditioning and programming and filters that are kinking the hose of abundance. And that is also reflective of how much love I can give and receive and how that energetic exchange and transfer works as well. So it's it's all kind of revealing itself to me through the pain and the suffering that I'm experiencing as I get it wrong. Oh, that's good tea. So maybe you can relate to some of this, but part of me is just like, fuck, man, I don't want to think about this stuff anymore. I don't want to intellectually understand the trauma and the psyche and because it's an endless rabbit hole of self-inquiry there is always some delight to be dove into there's always something more to investigate and in the end when I overthink things to like when I'm thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it yeah it's interesting and it's actually important to understand and investigate why it is we do certain things or why it is that we have certain beliefs that we hold about ourselves and about other people and about the world. Where do they come from? But I have a tendency to believe that I can think my way through it. And as so long as I understand it on a really deep level with my mind, then I will be free of it. But that's not how it fucking works, apparently. And yeah, I'm incredibly interested um about by the human psyche by my own behavioral patterns and as i learn more about myself i learn more about other people too and i can as i have compassion and empathy through my own investigation my own inward journey i can have more compassion and empathy for other people who are also going through their own shit 
and then it makes my lo- my life actually easier and more peaceful because I'm less judgmental of everybody else because I'm less judgmental of myself. Super helpful. However, I said it before and I'll no doubt say it again. You've got to feel it to heal it and you've got to go through it to get to it. There's no escaping the emotions because that's where the grace happens. That's the transformation that happens inside, in our hearts. That's where the alchemy happens. And I keep speaking to this because I love speaking to it because I want to understand it and I've experienced it myself. Yet I still avoid it. Yet I still run from it. The discomfort. I numb myself from it. And my pattern, as you know by now, is smoking too much cannabis, smoking too frequently. And then I take six weeks off, usually after a a high dose mushroom journey. And I come out of the mushroom journey with such clarity about who I am and what I'm here to do. And with a genuine excitement for allowing deep emotional process to happen because I know that the the alchemy that is happening within me is the work that is everything and so I'm like ah yes I remember it's okay to forget and now I remember and then we will forget and then we will remember and then we will forget so that we can remember again as many times as we need to rewrite the program, to rewrite the belief system, to convince the ego that this is actually a real experience and this is actually happening. And that when we are in a space of such deep suffering, there is a part of us that has chosen that suffering almost in a sense, so it's like, oh, if I suffer this much, now I'm allowed to open the door of grace and forgiveness to come in. It's like it has to be really, really tough and difficult and painful for me to deserve help from myself. For me to, I have to carry the bag this heavy, heavy weighted bag as far as I possibly can before I put it down. Before a part of me goes, brother, you can put that bag down now. Like, it's okay. And then we'll put it down for a little bit and have a good cry about it and the bag will actually completely evaporate. And then at some point, I pick it back up because I've forgotten that it's not mine to carry. But the reason I pick it back up is because there's still work to be done there. Maybe I pick it back up and I carry this heavy weight of emotions Maybe it's a big bag of grief, like someone that we know has died. Maybe someone, maybe one of our parents died and we never even knew them. 
That is a lifetime of grieving, I imagine. Whatever the whatever the experience is that we've had or that we are having or that we are going to have that causes us to feel deep pain and sorrow and loss, that is the gateway to the experience of grace and forgiveness, which feels like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. And the process of it, the process of healing and grieving and healing and grieving is the what I, as a, a recovering atheist, what I would describe as the closest I can get to a direct line to God, basically. God, source, the most high, the universe, higher self, whatever you want to call that, that from which everything comes, whatever you want to name it, just replace the word with it. But I am getting a little bit more comfortable with the word God. And every time I hit rock bottom and then I'm in my process and I'm deeply crying, and this happens often on... Um, psychedelic journeys as well it's really a very direct way of getting to the point i find for me and i just have to fucking sit with it and be with it and and it hurts my physical body and i cry out and the tears fall and then my heart just expands out infinitely and if i'm on a mushroom journey with people the feedback from the people around me is that they feel that they feel this like tidal wave of love, like washing through the area. And it doesn't surprise me because it feels like a fucking earthquake is happening in me. And my heart cracks open and more light comes in and then more light comes out. And so I'm just actually connecting myself. I'm actually removing the things that block me from who I really am and block myself from the love that is within me that is so powerful that it can completely uh, like transmute pain, physical pain as well into, well, the, the old alchemy thing is lead into gold. It's like something heavy into something incredibly precious. And every single time I do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Actually, one of the many things I'm here for. I'm also here to experience joy. I'm here to experience love. I'm here to experience heartbreak. I'm here to experience being a father. I'm here to experience being a grandfather. I'm here to experience owning a motherfucking old school Land Rover Defender and learning patience from that old thing. I'm here to experience anything that I want. Lots of things. One of the main things that helps me appreciate all of my experiences and how precious and sacred they all are is when I have lost all hope and I hand myself and all of my pain over to a higher power because I can't hold it anymore. And every fucking time I am the higher power, I'm handing it over to myself 
And a lot of the time also we need to have people around us supporting us. But ultimately the power of those people is not your handing your shit over to them. They're not the healers. They're here to witness you heal yourself because healing doesn't happen outside of you. You might have healers around you, but really they're just helping you come back home to your own healing abilities and to be witnessed in that through the eyes of compassion, especially if you're a man and you are being witnessed by brothers, especially if you are a woman and you're being witnessed by your sisters, is incredibly powerful. It like 10x's the healing experience because you are then held in your most vulnerable, your most messy, snotty, disgusting, unlovable version that you might think of yourself and you are still loved. And that you are still loved bit is in you And it comes from you and you give yourself permission to remove the barriers and the blockages from other people loving you and that unconditional love that resides within you from washing through your body. It's really a profound energetic experience if you are able to witness the whole thing and show up for it with deep presence. (laughs) And with all like so much of my content, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking making this <laughs> for me. Always, I'm making a video, I'm doing a talk, or I'm having a, making a podcast, and when I'm saying it, I'm like, I'm literally saying this for me. And this is one of the main messages that I want to get across in this podcast, guys, is that I am a human being like you. I am a human being just like you. There is nothing special about me that isn't special about you. We are incredibly unique but we are also the same we are so similar so so similar and literally at one end of the spectrum i am you you are me you want to go that far to the one end of unity consciousness which must exist in this in this realm of duality because our fingerprints are different you and i are very unique from each other So at the other end of the spectrum, we are each other as well, along with everything else in the universe. Which, I don't know about you, but it makes my brain go like, just like, I can't hold that. My mind can't, it melts. My mind just goes, no, can't hold that kind of level of information. It's impossible for the mind to comprehend how big the universe is and the fact that we are it um very difficult to comprehend fun to try but what can hold that is the heart we can feel it that's when we drop out of the mind trying to understand and explain it all and we just feel whatever comes up there and sometimes for me when i try and comprehend the magnificence of um everything everywhere forever all of the time constantly that's a lot to hold and it can make me feel anxious but underneath the anxiety is this fear and the fear comes from me not understanding it i want to know it i'm used to being able to write it down and explain it really clearly to someone and myself but truth be told we don't know anything (laughs) we really don't know that much about anything and 
an old spiritual like saying is those who know don't say and those who say don't know and so here i am trying to communicate how a flower smells and it's impossible but maybe some of the words will encourage people to look within and like participate in their own healing journey and maybe it feels completely different for you than it does for me who knows i'm just describing my own experience of reality my own experience of energy my own experience of what love is my own experience of all of the wisdom and information that i've come across in my path and how that sort of lands um in a way that's practical and maybe help helps me make adjustments to the way i show up and the choices that i make or the way that i process information Maybe it's very different for you than it is for me. But it's quite beautiful. And I've found in my experience that the more deeply I feel pain and suffering... And the more I allow myself to grieve the reality of human suffering on planet Earth, which is overwhelming, that my heart actually can hold that. My heart doesn't break, it opens. My heart doesn't go, okay, let me take all of that pain and suffering and just hold it in a bag for everybody. No, it takes it as much as it can, at any, which is like over time it can take more and more and more. So we start off small. We take on board the grieving and the heart transmutes it and just obliterates the suffering with love. And the sensation internally is like nothing else. Um, it tran- for me, I feel like I'm transcending space and time. And so I'm, I'm like glorifying this process of healing, but it's fucking messy often. And my, I, it's difficult because like, I don't feel like I have any really intense trauma that I, that I don't feel like I'm going to be haunted for the rest of my life by something that's happened to me. But there's a lot of years left, and not to call it in, but there's a lot of years left for something to happen to me that might well cause me that level of pain. I do not call that in at all. Thank you very much. But as we practice to hold more and more of our own suffering and alchemize it and transmute it and then come up the other side for air and be like, oh, I'm still here, I'm still alive, and I've put down some of this weight, some of this bag. The more I, the more I do that and the more I witness other people doing it, that, the lighter it, I become and the easier I find it to love myself and, every, and everybody else in the world. And so if there's any kind of... Um, if, if For me, wherever I see people struggling to uh, 
love other people, which there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of um, us versus them. And I would, I would annihilate you if I had the chance. Like there's so much, there's so many beings that are caught in the illusion of separation. What they don't realize is when they point at someone else, they're fucking pointing at themselves. And when they cause pain and suffering to someone else, they're causing pain and suffering to themselves. And the same goes for when we love ourselves and we are compassionate for ourselves and we're non-judgmental for ourselves, then we are those things to other people as well. And it shows. It comes out in the actions. It's expressed. Uh, who, who we think we are is expressed from our act, through our actions and through our energy. And it's, it's very clear to me I, I don't know how many lifetimes I've spent on planet Earth or how many thousands of years it's been since I was last here. But it's like a fucking ghetto at the moment in terms of the way most people are treating each other. It seems like people, like a lot of people are really struggling because they are so far from home, so far from truth, and they've been horridly misled by religion. Horridly misled. And it's fucking gnarly out there when you are confused and scared. A hor- it's a horrible existence to live in fear, to live with anxiety, to think that everybody's out to get you, to think that the whole world is this doggy dog world and I have to have bigger teeth than you. And like this, oh, what a horrible existence. I mean, I've, I've been there in my own ways and I would not go back there. I will not... I mean, a bit of healthy competition is really good, but keep it healthy. Like, a lot of this distortion is coming from this idea that there is not enough. It's a lack-based mentality which has people running to the to the toilet paper section and buying more than they need because they feel like the world will run out of toilet paper. The classic example. Or they feel like, also, if the world does run out of toilet paper, that their neighbour wouldn't give them a toilet roll to wipe their ass with because they don't believe that their neighbour is generous. Maybe their neighbour isn't generous, but maybe they're also not generous. Like, we're living in this in this distortion of there's not enough for everybody. And I don't fucking believe it at all. I think planet Earth, our mother, has the ability and the resources to cater for everybody. We're just not, we're just way out of balance with it. And you have people in positions of power who are scared that there is not enough and somehow they feel like hoarding resources and pulling them in towards themselves and not distributing them fairly between people who are literally dying because they need food, then you got to be like, mm, there's a little red flag going on in the current uh, sort of paradigm of how we think humanity should be showing up for each other, for planet Earth. And that springs from this idea, this distortion that we believe we are our ego and we have no idea or no connection to this concept of the opposite end of ego, which is the higher self. So the ego knows and operates from fear 
and the higher self knows no fear because it knows no death because it is eternal. And once you meet that, per- that part of yourself and listen, when I talk about this grieving process, when I talk about grace, you are meeting that part of yourself. That's the part of yourself that even when you have fucked it up beyond measure, you are still forgiven because that part of yourself doesn't know self-judgment. It's not even part of its process. And so as we're judging ourselves and other people, like I have been just now where I'm like, these people should know themselves better. They don't know their soul Blah, blah, blah. If everybody was to just do the same thing as me, then we wouldn't be in this mess. Very judgmental. But it's also an observation that I feel is healthy to observe and talk about. And I recognize that the, and I observe it in others because I observe it in myself. So if I'm as long as I'm in integrity with my own healing journey and I'm I'm allowed to observe other people and point a finger and a little bit and just say, look, you're causing yourself and other people suffering. Just so you know, it's up to you. It's your free will to do with this life as you wish. But you're fucking things up. Just so you know. I can only say that when I've got my own house in order. Right? And... I actually, from an even higher perspective, understand that there are cycles of karma that people are experiencing that are so complicated, they are completely beyond my judgment or my understanding of the different cycles that people are moving through in different lifetimes. And I am not God. So who am I to say whether things that are happening outside of me are right or wrong? I can only measure those things that are happening outside of me against my own core values. And even then I'm like, oh, so your core values are the only core values. And from that higher perspective, I'm like, okay, you need the darkness. We need the shadow to experience the light. And so rather than pointing fingers and judging and trying to fix everything outside of me, the only good use of my time is to first turn my eyes inwards and say, okay, the things that are triggering me about the world, the, how upset I get about how greedy people are. Have I actually integrated that shadow of myself, the greediness? Do I feel like I would be doing a different job or a different would I be showing up differently if I was that person could I really say that if I had had all of their experiences in their life I can't actually say I'd be different to how they are how could I say that I haven't experienced their life so gone on a bit of a tangent there I suppose but I'm starting to understand on a 
on another like deeper level why we all come here to the school of planet earth and karmic cycles and got to learn different lessons and all of this stuff again i feel like a lot of the time i can overthink about why i'm here or try and find like a deeper reason and meaning and purpose and then as i say that i'm like oh so i'd go ahead and ruin the surprise like i i am sure if it even if it's the moment that i transition and i die and i end this lifetime even if i have to wait till that moment to understand why things have happened i'm quite happy to wait because constantly investigating everything the whole time and constantly trying to be in my head about intellectualizing things and unpacking things firstly ruins the surprise and secondly maybe the surprise won't even show up and even if it does i'm not actually present for it and i wouldn't even feel the deep gratitude and grace of a beautiful positive surprise in my life because i'd be so busy trying to work out which direction it's going to come from does that make sense like just let just allow life to also do you yeah we're doing life but life is also doing us it's a two-way street it's like a dance that's going on right now and if we try and constantly control and lead the dance the whole time it's going to get messy because there's no fucking way that we can tell what is going to really happen in the future we can have an idea based upon the lessons that we've learned over the course of history we can look back in time at what's happened and from there kind of predict what might happen in the future and that's actually called intelligence but a lot of people aren't really interested in doing that and actually a lot of the time the the perception of the history that has happened is dis- so far distorted by opinions that are so unaware of themselves that that we don't actually know exactly what has happened in the past and they like the ed- the normal education system wouldn't fucking let us into those secrets anyway because it would prevent us <laughs> from participating in normal society and shaping and molding ourselves to be the perfect little cog to fit in the perfect little spot for their capitalist agenda machine <laughs> let's be frank um so we're 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 navigating this uncharted water because someone's we've been here before right but someone's repl- thrown the charts overboard and replaced all the history books and all the charts with distorted opinion based versions that are like highly biased to the victor of the scenario and actually avoid and um avoid sharing and sort of hide this deeper esoteric knowledge that that helps on the path of asking the questions of who are we what are we doing here what is this place what's the meaning of life um give us give us some fundamental universal laws that we can um work by and live our lives by that kind of stuff has been replaced by this um mechanistic materialist uh, paradigm that says there is no meaning to life this is all chance and you are literally a monkey that can observe itself the 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 consciousness 
and self-awareness as a byproduct of biological evolution and that's about it just don't overthink it mate just get your nine to five get your degree work for this company and if you're a good boy you'll be rewarded just like at school if you're a bad person you'll be punished and if you're a good person you'll be rewarded education starts drilling that into us three or four generations of that style of education and then that kind of drilling is also happening at home where when we misbehave we have the good things taken away from us when we're a good boy or girl and we say thank you and please even when we don't fucking mean it then we get rewarded so we're constantly rewarded we're built on this like childhood survival system of trying to grow up and survive in a society that's basically trying to shape us and mold us to fit in so that we don't rock the boat too much because you'll go to jail you'll get punished so we we create these personas of who we are i'm a good person i'm kind I'm, I say sorry and I say please and thank you, even though actually energetically there's no weight behind that. I'm, I, I learned to say sorry because it kept me out of trouble, even though I didn't actually mean that I was sorry for something. Or I kept my mouth shut when I had something really important to say and share that was very true to me, but I couldn't make myself heard or known and I was just told to shut up. And then I was actually rewarded with a fucking ice cream or something for keeping the noise down and not taking up too much space and not embarrassing anybody. These are classic childhood things that we're kind of moving through in this chapter of being a society of humans on earth. And we're starting to realize like, that's fucking bullshit, man. Like a lot of that is complete bollocks. And I've had enough actually of pretending that that's okay and that's actually not like abusive manipulation of innocent souls that come to planet earth that we just mold and try and squeeze them into these little and then we wonder why people have mental health issues not enough medication that's the problem there no it's because society is so fucking far from the truth of who we are we could literally all be dancing in paradise but we are choosing not to. We are literally choosing to create a hell on earth by harvesting the resources that are finite that, and then not evenly distributing them to everybody as if there's some kind of competition that is a complete illusion. No wonder we are struggling. No wonder sensitive people like me, maybe like you, feel a little bit overwhelmed as soon as we start to gain a little bit of global awareness of really the state of things and it's it's a lot man it feels like a lot for me and yeah i just i hope that i can hold it i hope that i can participate collectively in grieving the sorrow and I hope that the tears that I shed are prayers for healing for not just myself but my children and my children's children and you and every single being regardless of what kind of role they are playing what kind of act they are participating in in this massive school of life on earth what what I pray for is 
<laughs> I pray for peace, man. I pray for peace. I pray for peace within myself. I pray for the conflict within myself to end. And I pray that my external world will reflect that internal world. And as I commit myself to continuing the work of healing ancestral trauma, cultural collective distortions, I pray that my work, my offerings, my artistic offerings are infused with a genuine intention of landing within the heart of those who happen to watch my film or listen to this podcast or, I don't know, look at one of my digital things. The internal battle is really real and it's very tempting to turn our attention outside of us and it's, I suppose, important to show up and fight for your rights and it's important to show up for minorities and it's important to give attention and support those who are asking for support. but we must not get distracted externally from the internal work that is needing to be done. It is my belief that when we reach a certain stage in our, in our healing journey where we have exposed ourselves to enough of our own suffering to crack our hearts open enough, and this is just my own personal experience of healing, that there is an embodiment of love that is so powerful that your sheer presence in a room can be felt and will disturb anything that is out of alignment with truth energetically without even having to say a word. And those who are open to that will feel that and those who are close to it will feel triggered by it. But I think it's important to say that the, the most powerful thing that we can do is work on ourselves and allow a transformation to move through us so that our expression over time becomes closer and closer to truth and to the point where our very physical expression actually transforms 
we look different over time because we are carrying less heaviness. And we get to the point where there is, we are, we are taking care of ourselves so well that the amount of love that comes through us, there's actually excess and it's just overflowing and overpouring. And anyone who actually is in need of it can have because I have plenty, because I have integrated the dragon or the demon of a limiting belief that there is not enough love for everybody and so I have to keep it for myself. That is a the belief that love is not infinite, that love is finite, that there's only so much of it that I can give is a self-limiting belief. But it and it but it takes time, right? I'm certainly experiencing it taking some time for me to really, really remember to the point where I wake up every morning and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, this is actually just who I am now. I believe that the love that comes through me is infinite because it doesn't come from me. I'm just a vessel for it. It's not my love that I'm giving you. I am removing any blockages and opening up and removing my own judgment of who should or shouldn't deserve my love and just letting it pour through, just letting it pour through. So, yeah, it is my prayer that more and more people wake up really, to the truth of the level of fuckery that's happening on our planet, actually before we just self-destruct. Um, that's, that's the realest thing that's been on my mind recently, is like, what's the fucking point, man? <laughs> like, unless more people wake up, we're literally just on a... We're, we're just on a one-way ticket. We're on a runaway train. And people keep adding fuel to the fire because they think we just need to go faster. But a lot of us can see the end of the tracks. And we're like, yo, you need to start slowing down because there is an unfinished bridge and the train is just going to go off the edge. And it's funny because... I like this analogy of there being like a runaway train and there's those of us who can see that it's a runaway train and so we've actually jumped um, and th this kind of analogy was birthed of someone, many people actually over the years saying, you've gone off the rails mate and I really like that because I'm like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, well, the vision that comes to mind is I'm off the rails. I'm running a light alongside the runaway train on a fucking horse, shouting at the passengers going, the fucking brakes don't work. And the people who are driving the train aren't going to even try and hit the brakes anyway. They just want the whole thing to come crashing down because the people at the front of the train have got a parachute. They don't even want you to know that we're going into this ravine. There's, it's a nightmare. And everybody on the train is going, fucking conspiracy theorist. <laughs> We're like, oh, God. Um, maybe you know what I'm talking about with this. Like, 
yeah, where's your tinfoil hat, you fucking conspiracy theorist? I'm like, I'm literally trying to help you. I'm literally trying to help you. <laughs> it's so fucking frustrating. But the thing is, you can't help anybody from a fucking soapbox. That much I've learned. That much I've learned. It doesn't matter. People don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. And that's fine. It's not part of their journey to wake up yet. They must come into their own suffering. And when it gets hard enough, they'll start to look for alternative ways of seeing reality. They'll start to be like, okay, well, maybe I was wrong about a few things. And I don't want to sit here on my high horse being like, I'm so right and you're so wrong. I'm just describing my experience of horrible, horrible depression, anxiety, confusion and complete disconnection from a higher power, from source. And the pain and suffering and confusion that comes from that, that I had to go through to get back home to a connection to source. Oh, and I've got this little feeling in my stomach right now where I'm like, I think that's that's actually the, the thing that I've been missing from my life recently. Mm. And that seems to be part of the pattern of when I find myself going off into a familiar avoidance, uh, numbing, um, old patterns, old habits. And I'm like, oh, am I really here again? Uh, what? That's a consequence of me being disconnected from something much bigger than myself. And when I am not in a addiction cycle when I am clear and present, there's other data that's involved. <laughs> there's other data that's involved. If I really look at it, I'm like, oh, that's when I'm doing this and I'm actually not doing that. And it's about as much, it's as much about what I don't do as it is what I do do. But I have these spiritual practices that are so simple that keep me grounded and take the word spiritual out of there and just say practices because it doesn't you can make it as fucking magical and as spiritual as you want and the more ceremonial you make your meditation or your journaling practice light a candle put some incense on have your fucking crystals around you so that you're in an energetic portal and you can communicate with your spirit guides. Do all of that for sure, because the more you do that and the more you believe that that's actually helping you, the more it actually is. So go in, get deep with it. I encourage you to. But if that's not your thing either and you're like, mm, I don't need a circle of crystals around me to connect to my higher self, that's true as well. Do whatever you need to put yourself in the vibration of connection, communication, and receptivity. For example, let's talk about meditation practice. When I am in a good meditation practice, which I am going to get back into, it's the first thing I do in the morning. 
and I'll either literally like sit up in bed and put, put some pillows up, prop myself up so that I don't fall asleep and meditate straight off the bat. That's a really good one for me. Usually I prefer to brush my teeth, have a cold shower, then meditate maybe for 10 minutes and then maybe 10 minutes of breath work and then I'll journal and all of this before I turn my phone on. So the data that I've, I'm sharing with you here that I've collected over time is that as I'm doing these practices that keep me rooted in my truth, in uh, a connection to a higher power, in, um, in a connection to a higher power so that I can surrender to the unknown of how my life will unfold rather than trying to force it and control it the whole time. We need a bit of a balance. The more I do that, the less chance there is of slipping back into old belief systems and old limitations and old patterns and habits and numbing and avoidance and procrastination and all of these things. But the key that's coming through for me to share with you right now is when you go back into these cycles to not shame yourself but to just observe, ah, addiction, ah, I'm back in a limiting belief, ah. And as we observe it, we are not identifying with it. We're not like, oh, I'm an addict or I'm a terrible person or I can't sleep. Like, don't identify with that. You are moving through a very natural cycle and... Remember that the core, most truthful, eternal aspect of yourself, the soul that's who you really are in awareness, that part of you is without question forgiving you every single time, without question. There is nothing that you can do that is outside of the, the, the scope of forgiveness of the unconditional loving soul that you actually truly are, that knows no fear. And so if you can remember that, I've had moments where I'm like, previously I'd be rocking backwards and forth being like, oh my God, I'm such a terrible person. Same situation. Wow. Wow. Here I am, witnessing myself, forgiving myself for not being perfect. It's okay. And from that deeply loving, compassionate place, I can actually make a better choice. Or at least just witness the fact that I am making a choice in the first place. And be like, ah, choice. Here I am, exercising my free will. Awareness. The more awareness that we can bring to ourselves for an, over an extended period of time, at some point, you will catch the moment that you would previously have gone back into an addictive cycle, an addictive pattern, and then the compassionate, loving aspect will come in and, in a way, override the previous neurological pathway, the pattern, 
and you will have formed a brand new neurological pathway that has been set by the unconditional loving aspect of yourself. And then you are literally embodying more of your higher self and letting go of the identity of the person who needed to numb and to escape and to go into those addictions for very good reason as a as a means to surviving it's all in service of you all of it all of the darkness is in service of the light all of the bad shit is one very unique path to come back home to the good shit and with that i'm gonna end this podcast and just say thank you for listening i feel better (laughs) i feel better i hope that you received something from this if you did please send me a direct message and let me know on instagram my instagram is benjam b-e-n-j-a-m And from my heart to yours, I fucking love you and I trust you and you are so, so worthy of the life of your dreams. You are worthy of feeling deeply peaceful, peaceful. You can change, you can become someone else you are allowed to evolve you are allowed to become the biggest most excited brightest shiniest fucking sparkliest expression of yourself and i will promise you that i will try and do the same no there is no try i will do the same i'm committing to being the biggest and most sparkly divine expression of myself come do that with me and we're both here on planet earth at the same time communicating connecting through this podcast for a reason go and check out my t-shirts and my prints some offerings on benjam.uk and that's about it i love you goodbye